time to talk Apple. Three trillion is in our sights. The stock's at new highs, certainly helping those shareholders day after day. Angelo Zeno, who keeps his buy rating, senior equity analyst, CFRA Research, and George C., co-founder, chairman, Annandale Capital. Thank you both very much for being with us. So, Angelo, I'll start with you. You keep your buy rating. You're raising your target. Um, tell me some of the things that you think will continue to drive Apple and why it continues to be a winner. Angelo. Yeah, no, absolutely. So, you know, as, as far as kind of the higher target price there is concerned, um, our belief is the consensus expectations as far as this current iPhone 13 cycle is concerned um, look to now appear a bit too conservative. We think some of the supply constraints out there uh, might have kind of not been warranted or, um, you know, not as severe as maybe some anticipated out there, just given some of the commentary we've seen from some of their suppliers out there, whether, whether it be the Broadcoms or Qualcomms out, the world, out of the world. Um, I'd also say, you know, the market share gain out of China at the high end of the market um, is growing more aggressively than we anticipated. A lot of that coming from the sanctions um, on Huawei. And then, you know, when we start thinking, obviously, um, with the higher target price here going 2022, and I just heard your, your last kind of uh, guest kind of talk about some, uh, you know, investing in names that, you know, you think will cease earnings growth um, and the visibility there. You look at a company like Apple and look at the pipeline they, they've got there over the next three years. Clearly, there's some optionality kind of starting to be built on that pipeline here in recent weeks. And we think that could potentially continue as you go into 2022 and 2023. Mm, and I want to talk about that as well. Obviously, the demand for the iPhone 13 may be underreported. It may have more excitement surrounding it than we originally thought. George C., you said this is a good one for a portfolio. Um, and you're saying when or when not to sort of get in here but it certainly has paid its shareholders handsomely. Now what, George? Yeah, hi, Nicole. I've, I've owned Apple for almost 20 years. So I've, I've owned it a long time and, and I probably bought the dips at least four times, maybe five or six times over the years. Um, but I've watched it be re-rated from a stock that, that traded for six and a half times earnings X cash to a stock that now trades for over 30 times current year earnings and is closing in on 40 times earnings. So I wouldn't be surprised in the least to see it hit a $3 trillion market cap uh, next year, maybe early next year. We've seen a lot of momentum buying in, in the stock this fall. It's basically gone from flat for the year to up 35% for the year in, in a very short amount of time. So it, it's attracted a lot of momentum buying and it could just push right through early next year to a $3 trillion market cap. But if, if I'm a long-term holder, I'm trimming, I'm not adding right now. Um, I certainly would maintain a core position. And if someone was trying to build a position, I'd be very wary of, of the re-rating of the multiple to mid-30s. I'd, I'd, uh, I'd just watch for a while and, and wait for the market to panic at some point, which it always does, and try to buy one of the best five companies in the world on a, a panic sell-off when we get one. Ah, so you like it, but you'd like it a little bit lower for an entry point to pick up more rather than taking some profits here. Angelo Zeno, tell me about some of the things that we may not be thinking of when it comes to Apple. Obviously, we think of everything Apple in our homes, but there are glasses, augmented reality, autonomous vehicles, uh, things that Apple is really going to move forward with in the five or 10 years ahead, right? And that too could help the bottom line. 
Yeah, I mean, it can. It can help the top line, of course. I mean, when we start thinking about Apple um, and just what's driven the company historically, right, it, it has been their, your, their core hardware business in terms of um, iPhones, iPads, and Macs, right? And you kind of look forward here, and we continue to think um, services will be a huge catalyst towards the bottom line here in, in the foreseeable future, growing at a mid-teens uh, percentage pace. And you know, greater contribution on the wearable side of things will, of course, be a huge contributor as well. Now, you know, when you start thinking about what's going to get unveiled here over the next couple of years, specifically in 2022, we are looking at kind of a, a mixed reality headset, and that's kind of been widely talked about at this point. Um, and when you start thinking about the price point out there, many are, are, are thinking $3,000. Our view, of course, is if, you, if it's $3,000, that's potentially a great flagship product but probably won't sell much to uh, the consumer market because we don't think there's much of an appetite there for that price point. But as you kind of get into 23, 24, 25, we're going to expect to see kind of more of a tiered approach in terms of pricing and that side of things. Of course, smart glasses, we think, is a 2023 to 25 uh, timetable. And we do think that does move the needle in terms of the wearable side of things. And then cars, you know, more of a long-term trajectory out there. But I think what's important here as far as Apple is concerned is when you think about some of the markets they're entering, um, the addressable markets that they're going to, to kind of go into, we're talking about multi trillions of dollars in terms of, um, you know, addressable market growth, um, whether it be the metaverse or cars. And that's if you, if you want to win in tech long-term, that's how you play it. You look, you, you look at the companies that are expanding into those growing addressable markets. And that's why um, Apple has historically been able to win. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I like that you mentioned the metaverse there as they, as they move forward with some of those ideas uh, that we just discussed. George, what's your strategy for investing? You, you mentioned that Apple is one of the great five companies or something like that. And so are you a contrarian investor when everybody, where there's that herd mentality or euphoria? Do you wait and then try and do it on the pullback? Is it not just for Apple, some of the other great companies that you think are key in a, in a really solid portfolio? Well, you know, you don't want to be a one-trick pony in terms of investing. You want to, you want to be flexible. But I, I would say that, that no one can time the market. And that's been proven over and over and over again. And people who claim they can, maybe they've gotten lucky for a while, but they're going to eventually get their, get their big serving of humble pie because they're going to miss something dramatically. So I would, first of all, start out with a core holding of the best companies in the world, whether it's Apple or Amazon or Microsoft or Home Depot or Walmart and so forth and so on, to where you've got a portfolio that makes really reflects the, the very best of our economy. And then in terms of making changes to your portfolio, I, I'm a big fan of being greedy when other people are fearful and, and fearful when other people are greedy. Right. And that was my comment earlier about Apple's multiple. I think people are very greedy right now, and it makes me cautious. But my, my strategy would be that when you, when you do get these market sell-offs, which we get you know at least once a year, and sometimes uh, probably about once every four years, you get a real dramatic sell-off. And when that happens, just buy quality. Just add, add to your favorite companies. And if you don't own one of the best companies in the world, like for instance, if you don't own Google, and the market drops 30%, make sure you add Google to your portfolio at that particular point in time. And make sure your portfolio reflects all the major sectors of, of the investing universe, that you're not overly concentrated yeah. in any one. And you'll build a great portfolio and you'll do, you'll do better than the average investor by far. But buy fear, sell greed is kind of my, in terms of trading or trimming your portfolio. <laughs> 
And when you look at those big market caps, that would be Microsoft and Google and Apple. Final thought here, Angelo, as we talk 5G, China demand, wearables, all things Apple. Yeah, I mean, listen, I think overall, you know, when we think Apple long term, this is an unbelievable investment in our view. This is a company, uh, we think, one of the best management teams out there on the planet. It's a company that's going to generate $100 billion plus in uh, free cash flow annually over the next decade. And then you look at that balance sheet strength out there. Um, their ability to kind of to aggressively return cash back to shareholders. When you when you put that all together um, with some of the growth opportunities out there, um, it's just it's difficult for us to kind of find a better investment out there. But that being said, I will say kind of on on the point of Alphabet out there. Um, you look at that company where the multiple is trading on a 2023 basis and the the growth they're seeing on the top line here over the next couple of years. And we actually okay. think Alphabet right now is probably a better play or entry point, point um, relative to Apple, okay. um, given the run we've seen here in recent weeks. I'm going to leave it right there. Angelo Zeno, CFRA, George C. Anadel Capital, thank you.